Hey there, I'm Eric J. Olson. And I'm Kevin Daisy. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hey, everybody. This is Eric J. Olson, your host of this episode of the Managing Partners Podcast. In this podcast, we interview America's top managing partners to find out how they're starting their firms, if they are starting, and our guest is how they are running their firms and how they are marketing their firms. So today from Charleston, South Carolina, Sam Allen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me today. You got it, man. I appreciate your time. Let me tell the audience a little bit about you. Sam Allen is the founder of Allen Legal, a personal injury law firm in Charleston, South Carolina. He has been admitted to practice in South Carolina, Tennessee, the District of Columbia, and Illinois. Attorney Allen has tried over 50 cases in multiple jurisdictions on behalf of individuals and businesses now focusing on personal injury. Welcome to the show once again. Thank you again for having me. I appreciate giving us the time today. You got it. So, hey, can you tell the audience a little bit more about you and your firm and actually like kind of where you're at in the, the life cycle of your firm? Sure. Me and Eric Brock uh, have, as of 2017, took a general practice area from a larger uh, larger firm by agreement. And we decided to spin that area out uh, and start a, a practice of resolving the larger firm's litigation, general litigation work, and then developing the law firm as a, sta- a standalone personal injury practice and also doing some business towards. Uh, and that, uh, that occurred around 2017. But continued on working with the, with the larger firm in my capacity as of counsel. But now we're in a situation where we're promoting and now developing the Allen legal uh, firm as a standalone firm. Well, cool. What, what has that process been like for you to, to develop a brand new brand and uh, websites and all that stuff? Uh, easy or a few challenges? Well, I think the question is, you when you come into a, uh, a firm, a lar- larger firms, and they already have what they believe are ideas, and the hard part of that is managing the different personalities and what they believe works, what they don't believe works. And then when you take it all on yourself, you take what you hopefully learned from the, from the mistakes we made as, as larger firms budgeting-wise, and when you're trying to shrink that down to a, to a smaller firm, what will work in a smaller firm and what won't work? The main challenges are where you might have had more leverage as a larger firm, a larger budget, and those type things. How do you now make that as efficient but also uh, successful with a smaller firm? I think that's an incredibly good point that you're making, right? Because whenever there's a big company, there's a lot of support for individual people. And I would imagine certainly for lawyers in a law firm, you have a lot of support staff, right? You've got people that can help you with administrative tasks. You have people that can help you with marketing, maybe your social media. There's just a lot of stuff that this organization provides as far as support goes. And so you can really focus in on, you know, a specialization, whether it's the law or, you know, being like a social media person, just as an example, but you can really focus in and then you have the support of the rest of the organization that does all those other things. But when you break off on your own and you start a small business, you wear a lot of hats, right? So like we were talking beforehand that just the name of, of the firm is something that you've had to kind of like work through and the forming of it. That's, that's a lot of different things that you probably did not have to do in the past. Is, is that a decent assumption? Yes, because we were doing general litigation and it had personal injury involved and it also had some business litigation involved. And as we were bringing out that litigation group, uh, you know, we tried 
for example, we tried to start with a name that didn't have law firm or, or a legal reference in it at all. And there's an expectation in the in the world. There's an expectation that that it's going to have either a person's name or it's going to have an actual reference to a law firm or or the legal field. Uh, by just using a general brand, it was really hard to get that off the ground. There was a lot of questions about why it would be that. Uh, now, there are bar association rules and requirements, obviously, for law firms that are different than just general businesses. And you have to make sure you comply with those. But there is an expectation of the consumer that yeah. they're going that they're going to receive some direction in the name. Yeah, I would agree with that. Certainly, when it comes to a law firm, you would think, like you said, it's e it's usually the main partners, the, the the managing partner, maybe the founder's last name, maybe a couple of other partners. That gets a little complicated when you start adding and removing, you know, partners. How how far do you take this? Uh, so maybe just like the if there's co-managing partners like you and uh, Eric. And maybe it's just that name or there's, you know, law, legal, law firm, something like that is in there, right? Did you try a different name like in the marketplace or you were just kind of like kicking that idea around? No, we actually tried a different name in the marketplace. We, I'd had the business for a long time because as a, a contractor with other firms, and the, the multiple jurisdictional requirements uh, required that we register, uh, obviously, with firms like, for example, in Illinois or in D, uh, Washington, D.C., if you're going to place your name on to a pleading or something like that, they want to know which firm is responsible. So I had that separate business and we tried a name that, that used the word professional services. And because it wasn't specific enough, everybody assumed it wasn't a law firm. For example, maybe a, ref, a referral group or an advertising group or something to that effect. But it really had to have either legal or law or something in it to, to avoid those questions. Now, since we've gone to Allen Legal, we've had none of those, none of those questions or concerns. But professional services alone wouldn't do it. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a, a very valid point. If you're confusing your consumers, that is not a good thing because it's incredibly difficult and cost prohibitive to educate all of the consumers, right? Absolutely. Maybe if it's your clients, it's different, but yeah, we can't confuse people with our company or firm name. So at this point, you've got, you've got the website stood up, you've got your partnership what what was kind of next in this evolution of starting your own firm? The next part of this is because we brought on, we came in with a large amount of general litigation work from everything from small business work all the way out to white collar and criminal cases. We really are personal injury litigators. That's where our, our specialty is. We have started to resolve those matters. As a matter of fact, I believe on Friday, I took a verdict on my last business litigation case that's in the firm. In being able to do that specialization, it has been, the next step is actually, now that we've consolidated down, is, is to how do we grow back into the firm that we expect to be in the future? Sure. Okay. Interesting. What are some different ways that you're going about getting new clients right now? Hey there, this is Eric J. Olson, the CEO of Array Law. If you're ready to work with a world-class digital marketing company, reach out. You can find us online at ArrayLaw.com or call us at any time, 757-333-3021. Well, because for years and years and years, the majority of our work has been relationship work. And what I mean by that is it's been, we have literally worked with other law firms. Law firms who specialize, for example, in business, in business client management, they may be accounting firms, or they may be a law firm that, that does specifically only one type of personal injury work. For example, they may be a maritime firm, a workers' comp firm or, or that type of work. That is the majority of our of the, the work that is not direct 
direct work. Now, the, the other way we're, we're reaching out there is starting to refresh the website, bring our branding back into truly being a personal injury litigation firm and uh, making sure that we're not, again, confu confusing consumers because they may see us out there trying a business case or see us out there litigating, uh, for example, a, a, a business associated criminal case. Yeah. That, that would be if, if they're familiar with your firm, right? Like if they were somehow involved in that case as an example. Well, I think one of the few things that law firms don't do a good job of because certain states, particularly South Carolina, was very restrictive about the quality of your work. But we forget that our, that our actual trial work, uh, the verdicts that are obtained and the, and the actual work that's done in the courtroom is public record. And so law firms who actually litigate cases through trial that information is public information. So mm -hmm. I do believe we don't give that information to general consumer enough. They see the big headlines. They see the, the ones that make the front of the paper. Sure. What they don't see is what's going on in their community as regular as they, I think they should. Sure. What about like, especially in personal injury, that's really heavy usually in, in advertising or uh, search engine optimization, right? So like when people are searching for a, a PI attorney, they need to you know, basically get front and center. With the assumption that that the general whoever searches the general public isn't aware of things like previous cases or even where to go find that information, are, are, have you tried to get in front of those people at all? We have, and and I'll tell you that I'm still old enough, and I'm going to date myself here a little bit. You, you thought if you owned the cover of the of the back page of the phone book, you were you were good to go. If you had the back cover of the phone book, you ought to be good. I will tell you, I think that in marketing, you need three touching points. You need to have enough name. Your name has to be brought up three different times to get some level of name recognition. And so you have to have something in all those fields. I do believe that you're correct that the the personal injury world is so overwhelmed with television marketing, for example, that you have a hard time breaking into that unless you're going to throw a major budget at that at that area. Right. But you have to be more selective about how you do it. But I the success is coming in in, in those in being selective, not in I think in just globally throwing uh, large amounts of name recognition advertisement out there. Yeah, another good point. You know, like I've read a couple of books by PI attorneys. John Morgan's book, uh, Can't Teach Hungary, was one of them. And uh, he spends an awful lot of money. And Morgan & Morgan spends an awful lot of money on advertising. But, you know, they're a fairly, you know, they've done well for themselves. They probably have a little bit of advertising budget to go along with that. And so they can create that general brand awareness so that when someone says Morgan & Morgan or when someone searches for a PI attorney on the Internet and Morgan & Morgan comes up, they recognize that name, right? They may not even, they may not recall it, right? They may not be able to like tell you what that name of that firm is that does all that advertising, but when they see it, they recognize it. Uh, so, but that's one extreme. The other extreme is is basically almost everybody else that doesn't have that kind of a budget like you're talking about. And I've read recommendations from mastermind coaches uh, for PI at uh, masterminds that say just don't even play in that game. Don't even play in the mass marketing. Just go, you know a completely different route because you're not going to win that game when it comes to brand awareness and TV against the big budgets. Is that kind of what you were saying? That's a, I think you, I think you've summarized it better than I did. You know, if you're Allen legal, for example, tomorrow budget was decided they're going to compete with Morgan and Morgan's advertising budget on television. It would be a waste in my opinion, it'd be a waste of money. And I think I, we learned that in even being the mid-sized firm. I think that if you're going to do that, you have to decide you're going to commit to being the top three or top, top two or three people in that particular marketplace. And those firms still, I think, do a good job from a marketing point of view of generating that work. Uh, you've got to be able to, I think, carve out why it is the smaller firm may be necessary for you. 
I think what people miss though is there's also the anti-television advertising law firm decision maker. They don't necessarily want to be associated with necessarily the firm that is a advertiser. And there is a niche mm. out there where law firms are actually choosing to be co-partner with the advertisers because they have somewhere to send that person who doesn't want to be associated necessarily with the advertising name. Um, because there is some backlash, obviously, with the amount of time the people that are home are spending watching uh, PI commercials on their, yeah. on their television. There's a few of them, right? That is interesting. Not calling the firm that does all that advertising. And I hadn't actually considered that before, but I, I probably would fall into that camp. Right. And especially if, if there's, you know, these obnoxious commercials that you see all the time and it's like, I want a reputable law firm versus like the guy who's always screaming and there's like, whatever, you know, what, whatever it takes to get attention. I think I would fall into that group as well, but I hadn't considered that that was kind of like, maybe goes beyond me, but I think you're right. How would that kind of like, you said co-counsel or like a referral kind of a system, like if one of those brand awareness <clears throat> law firms got a lead, they would, they would send it elsewhere. How does that work? Yeah. Th yeah. Th there is actually the large, so a lot of the larger firms, and they don't obviously from a marketing point of view, it's not something that's generally known, but there is a decision made out there a lot of times to say, listen, there's a, there's a niche of work, for example, maybe distance wise from one of their offices, or it may just be a volume control. Since right. COVID, we've had this overwhelming delay in the uh, litigation process. And so there is a backlog of litigation. And that backlog is causing uh, situations where a lot more cases are having to be litigated and which are obviously a lot more time consuming. And so the, cli the clients need more hands-on control. And instead of those firms necessarily growing into a small area where they don't, may or may not have a lot of business just population-wise, they may partner up with a litigation firm that's a local counsel for them there and work with them at that location. Interesting. Very cool. So what are your growth plans for the future? The growth plans for the future of this, we have to have another attorney or, or actually, even if, even if it's another small firm, come in and decide they want to work with us. If, it, if it's a small firm or another attorney or maybe solo practitioners in di different areas to grow their practice group. I was in trial last week and I was very pleased to hear a young lawyer that was uh, on, the, on the other team uh, respond and say, you know, we just don't get enough litigation time. We don't get enough cases in the courtroom. We don't get enough time in the courtroom. And I literally joked with him. I said, boy, do you want some? <laughs> because the, re the reality is, is that with this backlog of litigation, there's going to be a necessity to provide the best client uh, services to, to start bringing in these people that may not spend a lot of time in the courtroom. They desire, they think they do desire to be in the courtroom a lot. Then uh, maybe start bringing them and partnering with them to add them into our, our team. Uh, whether that's enough counsel role or or if they want to maintain their own name because they want to don't want to lose their branding or their marketing, but bring them in as as some somebody that that will work with us because we do we do try to provide a very high level of service to our clients very being very, very responsive. Excellent. Well, cool. Well, that was great. Uh, if someone would like to reach out to you and connect, what is a good way for them to do that? Uh, they can either reach me uh, directly at the office eight four three four eight one four thousand they can reach us on the contact page at our website at allenlegal.net. All right, everybody go check out allenlegal.net brand new website. Are you, are you still working on that or is that a done deal at this point? It should be up and, uh, and have the refreshed uh, writing as of tomorrow. There you go. Awesome. Cool. Well, Hey everybody, if you would like to check out other episodes like this, you can find them at arraylaw.com slash podcast. Every episode is tagged by the practice area and state. So you can find exactly what you're looking for. And if you're interested in digital marketing for your law firm, check out 
my website, which is ArrayLaw.com. All right, Sam, thanks so much. Thank you. We've been recording this podcast free of charge for years. Hopefully, you're getting amazing value out of it. We don't ask for much, but would you do us one favor? Would you tell just one person about this podcast? If you get any value whatsoever, all we ask, and we'd greatly appreciate it, is share the podcast with one person just like you.